In the days of the Apostle Paul, many Jewish people carefully adhered to religious rituals. They believed that the things they did would determine if God accepted them or not. Many people today think the same way. Paul rejected that kind of thinking because it's not true. Instead, he pointed to the truth that only a heart that's been changed by God finds acceptance with God. Stephen Davey called this lesson the difference between religion and redemption. For years, an immigrant named Reuben Mattis had been selling ice cream in New York. It was his family's own recipe, and he, he made a modest living uh, selling it. Then Reuben had an inspiration. He discovered that people were convinced the best foods were exotic foods from other countries around the world. So in 1959, Reuben Mattis and his wife Rose came up with a new name for their ice cream. They called it Hagen Dazs. Now, it was the same family recipe, same ice cream, a few minor changes, but this time it was marketed under this exotic international name that, that sounded Scandinavian. They even printed a map of Scandinavia on the ice cream cartons. And with that, sales took off. And the rest is, well, ice cream history. Well, what Reuben Mattis had discovered was not just a better way to sell ice cream, but a better understanding of human nature. In every culture, at uh, frankly, any time, image can mean everything. Well, the self-righteous religious Jews in Paul's day that he's addressing here, Romans chapter 2, well, they've got the right name printed on the carton. They have the mark of the Abrahamic covenant, so to speak, as the company label on each package. And as far as marketing religion went, they were dominating the market. Well, if God is impressed with anybody, he, he must be impressed with these faithful Jews. And Paul has already given us all the reasons why. They were proud to have the law or the Torah. They considered themselves moral, upstanding uh, people who spoke respectfully of God. Uh, they supposedly knew his will, and they taught uh, the truth of God's word to others. But now Paul, under the inspiring influence of the Holy Spirit, has, has pulled off the mask and revealed that uh, while their lips are praising Jehovah, their hearts are far away. They thought their religious practices would make them acceptable to God. But as we've already learned, it's, it's possible to be religious and not redeemed. Well, now Paul begins to address one of the most significant of those religious practices. He anticipates the argument these religious Jews are going to bring up that, well, they've got the mark of, of the covenant. They have been circumcised according to the command of God to Abraham. So what Paul does here is offer three basic principles that reveal how futile it is to try to get God's acceptance through the outward act of circumcision. In fact, we can apply these principles to all of us today uh, who, you know, you might light a candle or you might work through your rosary or you might spin a prayer wheel or you might make some kind of spiritual pilgrimage or, or uh, you know, fast uh, at certain times of the week or visit some holy site. No, 
Those are religious practices. Well, here's the first principle to apply to that thought. Religious rituals cannot replace righteous living. Paul writes here in verse 25, circumcision indeed is a value if you obey the law, but if you break the law, your circumcision becomes uncircumcision. Now, what Paul means here is that religious rituals might be acts of obedience to God, but they can't replace living for God. You, you can't live like the devil and then go light a candle or, or say a prayer or go to church and cover it. You can put a bumper sticker on your car that says God loves you, but that isn't going to cover for driving recklessly on the highway. Well, Paul is simply saying here that a symbol of obedience is worthless without a lifestyle of obedience. He continues on here in verse 26. So if a man who is uncircumcised keeps the precepts of the law, will not his uncircumcision be regarded as circumcision? In other words, the man who lives a godly life and has never been circumcised is going to be fine with God, as opposed to the man who's circumcised and doesn't care about God. Now, back in these days, circumcision was a physical mark of people who were dedicated to God and his word, the Jewish people. It represented the cutting away of the flesh, the fallen flesh, which it symbolized, and devotion of someone's life to God. So it became the mark of the covenant for the Jewish people in the Old Testament. It isn't commanded, by the way, in this dispensation of the New Testament. The church today is made up of Jews and Gentiles, circumcised and uncircumcised alike. Frankly, even back in the Old Testament, God never intended for faith to be placed in this physical mark, but in himself. During the days of Paul, the nation Israel had begun to believe that the physical mark was, well, that was good enough. It was sufficient. And Paul is pointing out that all they have is a religious ritual without a redeemed heart. Now, here's the second principle. Trusting external activity will not protect you against eternal accountability. He writes here in verse 27, He who is physically uncircumcised but keeps the law will condemn you who have the written code or law and circumcision but break the law. Well, the rabbis, again, of Paul's day were teaching, listen to this, they were teaching that no circumcised man would ever see hell. So you can imagine the shock here as Paul tells Jewish people that they will one day stand condemned by the righteous lives of the Gentiles. This verse must have shocked their sense of security and safety with God. Well, now let me give you the third principle we can apply to our lives today. Religious actions do not guarantee God's approval. And this is the point now here in verses 28 and 29. No one is a Jew who is merely one outwardly, nor is circumcision outward and physical. But a Jew is one inwardly, and circumcision is a matter of the heart, by the spirit, not by the letter. His praise is not from man, but from God. Again, Paul delivers this rather shocking truth. Being a true Jew is more than a physical mark. It's a matter of the heart. It's having faith in God. 
And let me tell you, beloved, to this day, religion always emphasizes the work of human hands. People are told uh, what they must do to find peace and security and, and salvation. Christianity doesn't emphasize the work of your hands, but the surrender of your heart. Now, religion will always focus on what we do. Approval with God focuses on why we do it. Do you pray? Why? Do you give money to the church? Why? Do you live a moral life? Why? Well, religion says you've got to do that to go to heaven. Christianity says you do that because you are going to heaven. Again, our world is impressed with image, with something that seems exotic, even if it is nothing more than than ice cream. God said it this way to the prophet Samuel, man looks on the outward appearance, but the Lord looks on the heart. For Samuel 16, verse 7. Religious rituals, including circumcision, are outward signs. What we need is heart surgery, a heart that is transformed by God's Spirit through faith in Christ. By the way, why does the Bible talk about the heart so much? Isn't isn't that just a muscle pumping blood through your body? Well, the New Testament word for heart is cardia, and it gives us words like cardiologist and cardiology. The Greek word refers figuratively to the real you, that is the entirety of the inner being representing who you are as a person. So regardless of what you look like on the outside, the design and name on uh, that ice cream carton, so to speak, the real you is on the inside. And nobody can see in there or know but you and God. Well, Paul is telling his readers and us not to be so impressed with the name on the outside of the carton, not to depend on the design stamped on the package. The religions of this world are are simply roadways to hell and the judgment of God because religion only cares about the packaging. If it looks good, If it sells, it must be right. Christianity is the road to heaven, and it isn't about image or appearance. It's not selling anything. It happens to be a free gift given to those who will surrender their heart, their true self, to the Lord Jesus Christ. You see, at its very core, Christianity is a matter of the heart. Well, until we set sail again, beloved, on our wisdom journey, may the grace of the Lord Jesus Christ and the love of God and the fellowship of the Holy Spirit be with you all. Amen. You're listening to The Wisdom Journey. Stephen Davey called this important lesson the difference between religion and redemption. I wonder, do you know anyone caught up in trying to please God through rituals and other good works? If so, today's lesson would help them. Why not take a minute and share it with them? You can send the link to this message to your friend. That way he or she can listen and be encouraged and challenged from the truth of God's word. We've posted today's message at wisdomonline.org. You can go there today 
and send the link to this lesson to your friend. I hope you'll do that. While you're there, I encourage you to click the link at the top of our website that says prayer. We have a team of people who pray by name for every request that comes in. If you have a concern and would like prayer, we'd be honored to pray for you. There's a form that you can use on that webpage to send us your request. And like I said, a member of our prayer team will pray for you by name. You can use that link anytime you have a need. Once again, our website is wisdomonline.org, and at the top of the page, you'll find a link that says prayer. Click there, and you'll find the form that you can use. You'll also find ways that you can pray for us, and I hope you will. Thanks again for listening today. Please make plans to join us next time to continue traveling along the wisdom journey.